Vítejte u podcastu Anglicky s kudrnatou holkou. Já se jmenuji Pavlína a budu si tu povídat s rodilými mluvčími z celého anglicky mluvícího světa o různých zajímavých tématech. Díky moc, že jste si tenhle kanál naladili a můžeme začít. Hi everybody and welcome to today's episode. I'm super thrilled to be welcoming my guest for today, David Bui. Hi David. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing just fine. How are you? I'm doing well, Pav. It's been a while. Yes, absolutely. So we have to say that David is in LA right now and he's originally from Orange County. So today's topic is actually Los Angeles. Are you excited? Very <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Perfect. So I have plenty of questions for you. So the first one is, so I'm wondering, because LA is obviously for us, you know, film and music and everything that's connected to the entertainment industry. So I'm wondering, for a young American, is it essential to be in LA if you want to work in this business and you now work in a video game publisher company and before you worked in advertising um i would say it is essential it is you know pretty much like the hub for everything we may not film everything here but like all the studios and offices are still based in los angeles Um, and also with networking, since everyone's still coming in droves, like it's this important that you make your way to Los Angeles. You know, if you choose to move to like, uh, let's say Atlanta, still, I would say move to LA first, get a feel for it. If it doesn't work out for you, then move to someplace else. You know, you got to keep it uh, fluid, I guess. But LA is a must. And how does that happen for you know a young american because let's say that you're from i don't know the midwest and like you want to work in film so like do you just come to la and then what what do you do like do you look for internships or how do you start that's a very good question and that you know i'm very fortunate that i live about an hour away from la so for me like i never had that experience of you know, packing up and you know that's a big sacrifice you know a big risk to like pack your stuff up if you're from the midwest to la it's scary you know los angeles is massive and if you're not careful it could um you know you have to keep up with the city like with any other giant town you know but it's highly competitive and then so i think in most cases The best thing to do is most of the people that I've spoken to who are not from uh, California, they would, you know, interview for a job and once they get it, then move. Okay. Yes. There's a handful of people who would just move to LA uh, on a whim. And I think it's not the smartest move. You know, it does, it does make you, it does put you into a survival mode, right? So you're going to work harder to find a job. Some people had to live in cars, but like, you know, that's not for everyone, you know? For sure. Well, I have to say that when I came to LA as a tourist, you know, it just seemed to me that every Starbucks barista, every Uber driver, when like we started talking, because you Americans like to talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm like, when I'm in an Uber and the guy is silent the whole time, I do five stars. <laughs> <laughs> 
no anyways I, I wanted to ask so like everyone they'd be like yeah I'm actually an actor or a producer or a screenwriter and to me you know it just seemed quite confusing because in my head I was like okay but why are you driving my Uber so is that what you say that you know it's so hard to get a job in the entertainment industry that basically people just need to have these kind of like side jobs Yes, it's highly competitive. And, you know, in my case, despite me living nearby, like, you know, I come from a middle class family, you know, um, I don't come from wealth. And I realize, you know, trying to find a job, you have to, you know, promote yourself. You are a brand, and you have to not hustle, but you really have to almost develop those skills. And Those skills you may not learn from from school, right, or from university. And I wish that I wish they were more classes that could help you out with that for that sort of training because it's like a lot of tough love, a lot of like um, getting hurt, and then you start to realize, you know, yeah, Los Angeles is, is very expensive, so you're gonna have to pay the bills. So in the meantime, if you're trying to find a job, you're gonna have to take these side gigs that uh could um that, that that are flexible you know like for example the uber driver right yeah yeah and in between his um him driving around town trying to find a job too full-time in the industry it's it's not easy so do you think the city is very individualistic yes and then i mentioned that there is a lack of community so often people are not helping each other out mm-hmm. you know which is if you call that selfish But like, because like the industry was built on that, you know, it's hard to change it, right? Because like, you know, I feel like if I ever found major success, I would try to help out as many people. But then then there's like thousands of people who need help, right? Who are looking for jobs. So it's like, uh, and people are so hungry for work. So it's sort of like you have to keep everything close to the best right? You can't help out everyone. So it's very, I'm making this sound very scary, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's interesting, because I feel like the entertainment industry is just so attractive to so many people. Yes, it is. You know, okay, here's a good example. Like I, uh, there's another podcast. Uh, the, The host is an actor from a small town. And he, in growing up, people would tell him, oh, you're so talented. You're so charismatic. You know, you're going to be, uh, become a big star or, or whatever, right? You're going to find success no matter what. And, and what he did eventually. Uh, so he moved to LA. Then he realized, oh my God, there's like, I'm just a, a small fish in a big pond because everyone else is just like me. Like, you know, he knows how to play the guitar, but then, then someone else knows how to play the guitar and the piano the violin you know <laughs> and he felt really lost and if everyone has that same goal it's just like oh my god like you start to reflect a little bit i think you know at least he did he i think in his case he realizes maybe i shouldn't follow the trend and just maybe i should just be myself by becoming yourself you find more success yeah very smart yeah but that that, that takes a lot of time and uh, uh, energy to really uh, you feel like um not uh, unprotected, but like, you know, to think about stuff like that when you have a goal of, I want to be famous, I want to be like this or person or that person. Uh, they don't really focus on their own uh, positive uh, skill sets. You know, they mm-hmm. just end up being generic. I think it's, you know, everyone has a unique trait. And if you could harness that, it makes you stand out even further and you could find 
uh, more success. Yeah, absolutely. And now that we talked about celebrities and stars, so have you ever randomly bumped into a celebrity in the city or is that just something that happens every day in, in L.A.? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just hung out with George Clooney. Um, <laughs> you <once>. wish. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, no, I uh, Jonah Hill. A few years ago, I was at the Comic Con, which is you know I don't need to explain what Comic Con is. It's pretty big, right? So um, renowned, but like I remember, I saw uh, Jonah Hill at a bar in downtown San Diego, and he was staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you talk to him? No, he just kept on staring at me, and I stared back, and I just walked away, and was there. <laughs> that, that was it. <laughs> oh, wow. I met, I met um, during like a commercial shoot, I met uh, Bella Thorne. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Uh, I don't know her. <laughs> Wait, is that her name? She's, she's a younger actress. <laughs> uh, she uh, was like late for her costume test uh, mm-hmm. by, two, by a good two hours. Oh, <laughs> she does this Hollywood thing. It's like the moment she comes comes into the studio, she is so nonchalant about everything. So people should be mad at her for being late and being not the she was non responsive. But then, but she's so charismatic and charming that you're like, you know what? It's okay, I forgive you. You're, you're Bella Thorne. <laughs> I have to look her up now. <laughs> I feel bad. And so, what was the most bizarre thing that has ever happened to you in the city? Wow, I'm going to scare your audience. Um, so <laughs> when, and not to get too political, and this is not a political thing, when Trump was elected mm-hmm. as our um, leader, um, you know, I went to the bank and just wanted to get some money so I could, you know, pay for, because I was hungry. I wanted to go to my favorite restaurant that only accepts cash. And I almost got mugged. There was a man with a, a weapon on him and he was just, uh, yelling at me he wasn't he was slurring his speech he was um i think he was very high mm-hmm. so you got this man on drugs with a weapon with a crowbar yelling at me as i'm like running back to my car so that <laughs> uh, what was the connection with trump it all happened on election night so that was one of the worst nights i've ever experienced so oh, wow yes that's very scary very very scary and so what are the things that you love and hate most about the city I love that Los Angeles is, it's not just one big city. It's like, imagine 30 different cities in the clutter, right? So you will find hidden beauty within that urban landscape. So like, there's a lot of like hidden monuments, uh, venues that may not get a lot of attention that is like unique to Los Angeles. For example, like I think the uh, the hotel in which they filmed uh, Blade Runner in the Bradbury Building, I think the way the building is laid out is like there's a giant open space and it looks really beautiful, very uh, it's Art Deco. And this hotel, which is iconic, is in this random neighborhood. You would never; it's very unassuming. So it's stuff like that that's very magical. You're like, oh my god, this really cool looking building is just in this, you know, industrial part of uh, downtown LA. That you easily miss, you know. That, that happens a lot, you know, in Los Angeles. It's not an an obviously beautiful city like uh, New York, Chicago, or um, where it's just like instantly, you know, okay, this is like there's a lot of history. Like Los Angeles tends to tear apart its history, which is the negative part of LA. But yeah, there's a lot of like history that it gets lost 
in LA as well, because we keep on tearing down everything and rebuilding it. And I think that creates a disconnect as well, uh, too, because we drive cars and there's heavy traffic. I guess that's to our advantage now during the pandemic, <laughs> not to make a joke about it, but like, you know, like in New York, when you have to take the tough subway system, you're sure you're connected to people, but then now you are at a disadvantage. Yeah. So. And now that you spoke about cars, like I, I read that there are more cars than people in LA, actually. So there's no public transport at all. You're, you are absolutely correct. It, it's, uh, it drives me crazy. But, you know, like if you know LA history, have you seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Mm, nope. No, you've never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. To your audience out there, you guys should watch uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> there's a point in the movie in which they made a joke about it because it takes place in um, mid-century los angeles right around the 40s and the main villain this is a spoiler for a 30 year old movie <laughs> <laughs> he was in charge of creating the freeway system because he struck a deal with the car industry so i thought that was funny but you haven't seen the movie so you're not laughing right now <laughs> As a child, I didn't get it. But as an adult, I was on the floor laughing. That's so funny. I think public transportation system, they're trying to improve it. When you were in LA, were you able to take advantage of our lovely system? I did take the bus quite a few times because I, well, didn't have a car. But then I was mostly using Uber. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure you didn't see any uh, train stations, right? Mm, no, not that I recall. But, you know, give it time. Give it another 50 years. <laughs> and then you'll see uh, at least three more <laughs> train stations. Okay. <laughs> you mean like metro stations? Correct. A metro station. Yes. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask, is there ever bad weather in LA? Because when I went, actually, like, you know, maybe like five drops of rain fell from the sky and people were like oh no it's raining today so uh three drops of rain is considered a storm in los <laughs> angeles uh, <laughs> <laughs> the weather right now uh there's an overcast but you know it's um i can go out wearing a, a pair of shorts and a t-shirt normally our weather is fairly toasty but there's a drawback you know uh, mm -hmm. Yes, and then like even with um, with uh, let's say the autumn, like the very idea of like dead leaves on the streets, you know, that's beautiful. You know, the orange and yellow. We don't get that, so mm -hmm. we're stuck in summer mode all year long. And you, <laughs> and I kind of long for some change. It's nice to have some variety. I understand. Yeah, I love. You know, I have. I have to say, I do love spring. I do love summer. I do love. <laughs> Autumn, I do love winter. So, <laughs> next question I wanted to ask about is if there's any like special LA slang that we wouldn't really hear anywhere else in the US. Because LA has a lot of transplants, it's kind of hard to decipher what is, you know, organically grown in Southern California in terms of slang. I would say at least LA is famous for surfer talk and valley girl lingo. If you're familiar with that. Mm. Like saying like a lot. Like. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Or um, what we do is that with the highway system, we usually add an article in front of the number. So like the 101. 
mm-hmm. the uh, 405, whereas other parts of the country, they would just say 405, 101. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say like the Valley Girl, like, you know, which has uh, expanded throughout the country. So it's no longer unique to Los Angeles. But think clueless, you know, how they talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Not everyone mm-hmm. talks like that, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, which part of the city is your favorite? That's a tough one. I would say, hmm, that's a very uh, okay. Seal Beach. So there's um in between uh, Los Angeles and Orange County, there's a sleepy beach town, right? That I always tell myself I should go more often, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so out, out of the way, but it's like this hidden beach community where it's very sleepy. You know, everyone's just eating, drinking, having a good time. It almost feels. You know, you're so away from the bustling city that, like, it's very welcoming to mm-hmm. to embrace this, like, you know, the stakes aren't high. People aren't running around. They have nowhere to go but just to have a good time. And I think that's my favorite part of the town. Like, maybe not just Seal Beach, but, like, you know, Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach. There's mm-hmm. a different quality. And is that an official name, Sleepy Beach, or... Is that just how you call it? <laughs> I think it's a term that I probably am misusing, Sleepy Beach Town. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, back in Orange County, they were, were um, when the TV show Orange the OC was becoming big, like Laguna Beach, Newport Beach, Huntington Beach, they were trying to market themselves as, oh, you know, come to our community. You know, it's uh, it's really cool. And that changed the, the landscape of those towns. So now it's heavily populated. Right. And it's no longer, you know, sleepy and having a good time. You know, it's about mm-hmm. being now it's about being cool. Uh, but the Seal Beach hasn't uh, gone through that change. Not until now, since I brought it up on your show. Not everyone's going to go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, it's been a great pleasure and fun. Thank you so much for sitting down with me and telling us everything about your city. Thank you for inviting me. And I apologize if I was just a chatterbox. So I was just so excited to be on your show. Yeah, this one, this episode would get one star. Can that guy shut up? Uh, <laughs> but no, it was a pleasure. And it was nice to really talk about, a lot of people don't talk about Los Angeles in this way. You know, and I think your show provides a nice platform for that. Oh, thank you. And thank you to everyone who's listened to this episode as well. And I hope to see you next week. Bye.